guys, welcome to our podcast. Here we talk about topics we have no business discussing because coaches don't play. My name is Pooja. I'm Kavya. And today we're going to be talking about beauty and beauty standards. So to start off, I'm just going to talk about my experience with beauty or just how I view it. And one thing that I think is that beauty is a choice. So that sounds kind of confusing because it is true that people have pretty privilege and you are born looking a certain way. But for me, I feel like you do have the option to like opt out of your external reality. I think I had... I made a decision like that over the summer when I cut my hair, all, like basically all my hair off. Um, I mean, we all have. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. so um, I think that was like the, the biggest or like most recent experience that I've had with it and like probably the most drastic thing that I have done. And it was like, I think everyone thinks I just like woke up one day and cut my hair, but it wasn't like that at all. I actually thought about it the entire summer. So like this was my thought process. Like I really liked like pixie cuts in general and I would always tell my mom I'd be like, "Yeah, like I really want to cut all my hair off. I think I'm going to wait until I'm like 21, like for my 21st birthday, like I'm going to cut off all my hair." And I told her this freshman year of high- of college. And she was like, "Why are you waiting till you're 21? Like why that day, right?" And I was like, "Oh, by then like I'll have like my stuff together, like I'll be on a career path, like etc." Like, yeah, that's a lie. I'm 20. Let me tell you right now, I don't have anything, but like anything together, but that was like my logic was that like once I have everything else together I can like change this one thing and it'll be completely fine right and she was basically saying that like and I've also realized this over time is that like success and like happiness is not a destination and yeah so that's why I just cut my hair off there was like a lot of like grappling with it in my head I was like why why am I struggling to like come to terms with this and a lot of it obviously has to do with the fact that for a lot of my life I've always been told that I'm pretty you know and that was because like I fit a beauty standard and without if I didn't have my hair like part of that would be gone like I wouldn't be like a pretty girl anymore you know and like you know I I could say I still am but like (laughs) that's what that's what my there was that like internalized like is it misogyny or what is it really I guess there's like it's just like a lot there's a lot of discussion about how femininity is associated with hair Mm -hmm. especially in south asian culture like the length of our hair and how healthy it looks and like how shiny it looks like that's very important like we're told like growing up to keep care of our hair yeah i think in a lot of ethnic cultures it is a thing yeah Yeah. it is yeah and so that was like something i grappled with and honestly i just cut it off because i was like i can't be spending so much energy like worried about the way i look like one thing I have come to terms with is my own morality, like in this past summer and or mortality, sorry, um, in that like I would I was just like, what is this going to do? Like, will you die? Like if you cut your hair off, like, are you going to die? Like what's going to happen to you? You know, and it seems like such a basic question, but I feel like a lot of us clearly haven't confronted our mortality when we're like obsessed with like the way we look so much because if we if if you really think about it if you had confronted your mortality like you like everyone says they do everyone's like yeah yeah I know I'm gonna die eventually and I'm like no you really don't because of the things that you're focused on yeah it's interesting because it's like my experience with cutting my hair was so different like Mm -hmm. looking back I just always thought it was like a spur of the moment I really like how um buzz cuts look so I wanted one and I I really wanted to dye my buzz cut at the time and I didn't end up going through with it but that was a big part of the reason why I shaved my hair because I like I guess it was kind of defiance in the moment like I wanted to dye my hair I wanted to do something that was unexpected something that I like something I could do for myself but I also like looking back I never really thought about it too much but 
I had curly hair and I think um senior year of high school and going into freshman year of college I started spending like a really like a lot of time on my hair because I finally learned how to keep care of it but it was getting to the point where like even my sister pointed out like you do a little bit too much and that like I would center like my whole week or my whole day of like um like my hair care routine like before I was um, going to like special events like if I was going to like a dance like in the I would get ready like starting in the morning because I'd have to wash my hair wait for it to dry put um, all my products in and like make sure it looked perfect mm-hmm. like I don't know so it was like taking up a lot of my thought process so I wanted to cut my hair short because it was also getting really long and I always cut my hair short so since I always like grew my hair out long and then I would cut it to my shoulder like every once in a while just for that drastic change like it stopped being so drastic because I did it so often so I was thinking like you know, maybe I would want to get a boy cut. But then I thought, like, if I'm going to get a boy cut, then, like, I might as well just shave my head all the way because I like how buzz cut looks and it'll be, like, healthy for my hair because, like, all this new growth. But, um, yeah, it was just really interesting because, like, what Kavi said about how, like, femininity and long hair, like, I think I started overcompensating because since I didn't have any hair and I was literally, like, bald, like, I had a really short buzz cut, I started dressing more girly as if to make up for it. So I would I would wear more makeup. I would wear more pink. I would, started wearing, like, dresses and skirts a lot, like, that whole summer. And, like, I just, I don't usually do that that often. So it was really interesting. And then even when my hair grew out mm-hmm. a little bit longer and I had more of a boy cut because I got a, I shaved the sides of my head after that. So I got a fade because I perceived myself as more masculine like I started Mm -hmm. dressing more masculine as well like I Mm. I wore more boy clothes like I wore sweats and I'd wear a lot of blue yeah it has a lot to do with perception in that like even when I wanted to cut my hair and I would say like I'm gonna cut all my hair off like no one first of all no one really believed that I was going to do it I think even when I was going to cut my hair like I said oh I'm gonna cut my hair like I would tell everyone that I was going to cut my hair and I think like none of like the guys like the guys especially had a problem with it in that they were they none of them believe me they're like no way you're gonna cut your hair you know I guess they just didn't take me seriously and a lot of them were and let me just tell you right now like the only people who were against me cutting my hair were all men so (laughs) yeah it was so weird like even when I did my guy friends were like no why would you do that and then all the girls were like yeah you go do that No, I know exactly why. It's because I think that once you look like a boy, especially, at least I know from my experience, I feel like once I look like a boy, quote unquote, or more masculine, I feel like they they can't sexualize me anymore. Yeah. Like I'm no longer like attractive or desirable, mm-hmm. like I usually was perceived to be, you know? And isn't that fucked up? Yeah, it is fucked up. That boys are like, oh, I can't objectify you anymore. So like, no, you yeah. can't cut your hair. It is so fucked up. The wording of people at the time, like, when I say that I wasn't going to cut my hair, and even with Kavi, I've noticed, like, boys don't go, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. I don't think it would look good. They say, no, you can't do that. You can't cut your hair. I'm like, girl, what? Like, did you hear this, man? (laughs) I'll fight you. (laughs) No, I think even, like, the reason I cut my hair off in the first place, or there's two last two reasons, let me get into it, was that, like, one thing is that I was perceived not the way I wanted to be like I feel like when I would walk into like a lot of the spaces that I would hang out in in terms of like big group settings was like brown people and since I I do fit the brown beauty standards in that like I have long not not I mean straight straighter long hair and like light skin and like an average body I think that people would assume that I fit into the brown girl stereotype of being very submissive and not having not willing to share my thoughts and opinions one thing that I've noticed about like 
people or brown girls that I'm acquainted with, not the girls I keep around in my life, but <laughs> they let like brown boys say whatever they want to them. There's like this culture where like they won't stand up for you even. Um, that that was one of my experiences in that like like guys would say stuff to me and like all the girls would just like smile. Yeah. You know? And like it was like extremely fucked up. But I think that it was always like a shock to people when I had something to say or I had a disagreement and like I voiced my opinions and stuff because the stereotype for if you look like an average brown girl, an average brown girl is extremely submissive, especially in public, you know? And I felt like my looks and like the way I acted just didn't like didn't correlate because like my I do have disruptive thoughts and opinions, but my face looked completely mm-hmm. normal, you know? And so that was one thing. No, you're actually very, like, right in the in the way that, like, people do perceive you a lot differently when you have short hair, especially, like, because we're both brown, like, we're South Asian. Because, like, a, the even the mm-hmm. words that, like, people would use to describe me, like, after that, like, I don't mean to sound cocky, but, like, I know I'm pretty. Like, people can come up to me, like, on campus and tell me I'm pretty. But, like, the, the way they would do it before I cut my hair and after I cut my hair was, like, completely different. Really? Like, when I, before I cut my hair, people would always compliment me on my hair and they'd be like, oh, like, you're very beautiful beautiful you're very pretty and then afterwards when I had short hair people were would still say like oh you're so pretty but a lot more people were like oh like you're super cool like you seem so interesting like I want to be friends with you and I'm like yeah because the image that I give off now that I have short hair is completely mm-hmm. different because you don't really see like that many girls with like boy cuts or especially when I had a buzz like you don't really see girls with buzz cuts walking around on campus like not that often <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, a lot of girls... My mom was really confused. She was, like... Because I was saying, like, girls will compliment you a lot once you have short hair like me, like a pixie cut, you know? Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, oh, that's so weird. Why is it like that? It's because... She was like, because the thing is, none of them would ever do that. And I was like, exactly. That's why they think it's so cool. Because, like, they don't... They think it's cool and, like, they admire it, but, like, they haven't actually taken the action, taken the steps towards that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so seeing someone else just have the balls to do it is, like, really cool, you know? Because we do put a lot of worth, like, on our hair. Like, a, when, even when I ask people, like, because I work at the library, so, like, I would do, like, a lot of customer service, and people would always mention it, like, when I was helping them, like, oh, like, what made you want to cut your hair? Like, oh, I've always wanted to do that, but I just have it. And then I would ask, mm-hmm. like, why don't you? And they were just like, well, I've always had long hair. Like, I've, I just, like, really like it, yeah. It's not even that. They'll be like, oh, no, I just can't pull it off. Yeah, it's always the I can't pull it off. I'm like, I'm sure y'all have regular round heads. People would always say, my my head shape. What if my head shape's not round? You'll still look fine, baby. Like, <laughs> Well, to me, I didn't shave my head. So to me, people would always be like, oh, I can't pull it off. And the thing is, like, you never know if you can pull it off until you actually do yeah. it. Even me, like, going into it, like, I had no idea if this was going to look good. I remember we were so worried when you cut your hair. Like, what if it, what if you just look like yeah. a child? I mean... <laughs> And the thing is, it's not even that I'm out. I'm the kind of person who takes risks. I took like a calculated risk in that I made peace with the fact that once I cut my hair, I could look incredibly ugly, like in terms of like society standards of that word. (laughs) And I had to make peace with that fact before Mm -hmm. I even cut my hair. That way I was okay with it. Like I did have like a 24 hour meltdown after I cut my hair. Let me just note that (laughs) because she didn't do it. Not the fact that my hair was gone. It was the fact she didn't do it the way I wanted her to. But you know what? After the 24 hours, like I returned back to the same place where I was before in that like it doesn't fucking matter. You know what's actually interesting is like what was your mom's reaction? Because like for me, I didn't actually like I told my mom and my dad, like, time and time again, like, I'm gonna shave my head, I'm gonna shave my head. But they didn't think it would actually happen, and I didn't tell my mom, like, when I did it, because I knew she, 
like I knew she wasn't about it because like the whole time before I shaved my head she was like no like what are you going to tell your grandma like she loves your hair and then after once I shaved it my mom was perfectly fine with it and suddenly she called my grandma and she was like yeah your, your granddaughter has shaved her head and my grandma was obviously like oh my god why would you let her do that and then my mom was like no it looks amazing she did it by herself ha 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 and then she was making fun of my grandma for like quote-unquote attaching so much worth to my hair when she had done the same thing it took me cutting my hair for her to like stop placing the worth on it i mean at that point you kind of just have to make peace with it so that's probably what she was forced to do yeah literally i was like you're gonna have to deal with this regardless (laughs) so for my parents i told them before obviously like i had been talking about it all summer and like Mm -hmm. i was like once this covid thing like dies down like i'm gonna go get my hair cut i'm gonna get my hair cut and like my mom honestly didn't care like she was like okay (laughs) sure like go cut your hair off like my parents know like once i make a decision like or once I want to do something, I'm going to, like, follow through on it. So they knew there wasn't going to be anything that could stop me. They could either, like, make peace with it or just, like, be pissed off about it, you know? And honestly, like, they're like, well, you're young. Like, you'll probably look beautiful regardless. <laughs> like, it's fine. So, I mean, they there was no pushback. But I also don't really live with parents. I mean, I don't really have a traditionalist family in in that like I always talk about whatever I want to talk about in terms of like politics and gender and sexuality and everything. Like I have that open environment. And I know a lot of my friends like like brown girl my brown girl friends would be like oh if I did that like my parents would fucking kill me and stuff. But like obviously like that is not an obstacle I had to face. Yeah, and every time people say that, I'm like, that's really mm-hmm. sad, but, like, yeah. I can see it happen. Like, I could, to be honest. It's just not an obstacle I had to face. I'm surprised, because, like, my mom had short hair. Like, she had a pixie cut mm-hmm. at one point. It's probably, like, the circumstances around which she got it. Like, she got a pixie cut mm-hmm. when I was born. I don't think she really had the choice to get her hair cut. I think there was, like, complications and she had to. So, like, I honestly think that might have been, like, a lot of the reason of why she was, like, oh, don't do it. Like, what if you don't like it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that this, like, even, like, I did start this off by saying that beauty is a choice. So I do want to acknowledge the fact that pretty privilege does exist. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, for me, this is, like, a little bit confusing. And I'm probably really biased in, like, the way I view my beauty, you know? But I feel like I am a subjectively rather than objective attractive person which a lot of people whatever i say that people disagree with me but like what you need to understand is that like in brown spaces i am attractive because i fit the beauty standard that the indian community upholds right but when you put me in a space with a majority white person like i'm Mm -hmm. not ugly but at the same time i am not attractive if that makes any sense yeah um yashmita put this like really well it's like the white beauty standard like this we say this time and time again but it's like it's white blonde skinny like fit like even if Kavya wanted to like she's not gonna fit that standard she's not white and she's not blonde like that mm-hmm. alone like you're not white because I know people think like pretty privilege is like it's such a weird thing to talk about because it's like a lot of people say it like oh you're just bragging you're pretty but I'm like no because if you think about it pretty privilege isn't just being attractive like things are attractive for a reason like that has to do with fat phobia and colorism and racism and like femininity like the idea of long hair and all kinds of things go into that like all of those societal structures make up what is attractive or not because you can't just remove all of those and expect there to be like a definition of beauty because there's not without any of those structures and to like explain how i came to the conclusion that pretty privilege is so prevalent like last semester i think 
or maybe it was last year, I realized that there was this one girl that everyone didn't like in my friend group. And I didn't really understand why, because like the things she would do were like so small, like such small annoyances that it made me wonder like, why do they not like her? And I realized like she doesn't fit the brown beauty standard. You know what I mean? And that like Mm -hmm. she doesn't have like a super like average skinny body. And she also didn't, she just generally didn't fit the beauty standard. And I was thinking about it and I was like, if I were to do the same things that she did, would I still be allowed to hang out with them? And I probably would have. And that's when Mm -hmm. I realized like I had pretty privilege in those environments at least. And I do think it's important to acknowledge it. It's very true. I think people do let pretty people get away with a lot more. Yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, I think you do get away with a lot more. Because even the whole thing about like, um, like obviously bringing weight into this, it's like when you see like those cute little videos, even then, like they're supposed to be like cute little videos of these girls eating so much food and everyone's like, oh my God, wow, we love a girl that can eat. And it's like always a skinny girl eating all this food. But like if there was to be a quote unquote fat person like eating this big meals, like even when people do mukbangs, suddenly like people are disgusted. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I can't believe you would show this on the internet. Like, oh my God, this is how you eat every day. That's why you look like that. Mm -hmm. Like you need to stop. Or like even the fact that people bring up health to um people that are fat but they won't bring up health to people who are extremely skinny like it's because skinny is seen as better yeah i think that it's important to acknowledge pretty privilege when it exists obviously like there we're all oppressed in like our own ways and you can only you can't sit into it but like recognizing it is important i feel like some people are like oh i'm just not pretty i'm not desirable that's why boys don't like me and like you can you can definitely spiral into that and i know a lot of girls who've done that in that they're like oh like you can just get the only reason like you have a boyfriend is because you're just attractive and like this and that and of course that does play into a part in that like i don't have to make moves on guys you know what i mean but that doesn't mean like i just there's like a line you know i feel like you can spin out into your own oppression if you do that Mm -hmm. because even if i was to enter a space that like say I wasn't beautiful like if I tried to enter like a fully white space like there's no other people of color like they're not gonna think I'm attractive because I'm what am I like I'm dark-skinned I'm not like they're not gonna see me as American first of all like they're gonna see me as other so there's already that added layer like I could spiral but like what would be the point because it's not even like I could become whiter like even if I bleached my skin to whiteness like I still would not be white so what would it's kind of like you kind of think about it like in those kinds of terms it helps because I know people are like if I was skinnier like if I was thinner like all these things but like even if you get to that point like either you're gonna be unhappy you're gonna have an eating disorder or you're just still not gonna get a man and then you did all that for what yeah I think that when we talk about structures like pretty privilege like even this is a social construct like beauty is a social construct you know even Mm -hmm. when we talk about these things like the purpose is to recognize them yes but it isn't to make them your entire identity because that can happen a lot like even when I was talking to one of my friends he was saying that one of the girls in his major always complains about how she is at a disadvantage because she's in a male dominated major and she was saying like oh like if I was a man like I would be doing so much more and I'd be so much more successful and my grades would be better because people would help me more and stuff like that right and yes you can complain about it but like when it becomes like so much of your identity and like you blame everything on that it can be a problem because I think he ended up asking her like okay like what can I do to help you like get further and she's like I don't know like nothing like there's nothing to be done Mm -hmm. and that's when it becomes a problem you know what I mean but I do think it's still important to talk about like the social societal structures that we have in place 
it's just like we can't become complacent is the thing mm-hmm. but i think people like like i said like people who have been told their whole life that they are pretty like that kind of does suck because a lot of times that make that makes it part of your identity and once you lose that you can start to spiral like mm-hmm. even that can make you spiral and so you're so attached to like even when we're saying like femininity in your hair like you can become attached to your own gender and that can even be a roadblock i see a lot of people get attached to their identities and that like if they've been told that like they're the smart friend or like they're the beautiful friend mm-hmm. like growing up like if like say if your parents just like placed only emphasis on your beauty like mm-hmm. i know a lot of people that that was the environment that they grew up in and then it's like they start holding like a lot of worth like on how they look like suddenly they have to be the prettiest in the room like they have to dress Mm -hmm. well they have to look the best they have to weigh a certain amount and it's like even if you gain like five pounds it's like suddenly you're spiraling even though you look the same like that's Mm -hmm. unacceptable to you yeah and it's like once you make anything like your identity like it's kind of a loss at that point because you don't get to explore your identity in that point like it's like you have a set image yeah, like if I thought like this saying. was the only way that I could be pretty, then like what what reason would I have to explore that? Like if I wanted to dye my hair, that might threaten the idea of what I think pretty is. If I want to get mm-hmm. a piercing like on my face, that could threaten like my whole entire identity if I let mm-hmm. pretty be my identity. Yeah, I think it is important for us to challenge our identities because they are founded on societal structures like beauty and race and all these things that are meant to be or weren't even meant to be here in the first place you know (laughs) so like i think it goes both ways in that like if you sat into sit into the idea of being the unconventionally attractive or like not unattractive friend that can be an issue and if you sit into the idea that you are the attractive friend that can also be an issue like these kinds of identities So I'm just going to jump to the next thing, which was the concept of beauty. And I think from my point of view, I don't think all these things that we're doing in order to be quote unquote beautiful, I don't think we're striving for beauty. I feel like we're only striving for perfection in this world. And I like to me, those two things are not the same thing. And that's why I can so easily say beauty is a choice, you know? Oh, I like that. Do explain. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think that the... I think that we're addicted to me- like being perfect instead of being beautiful because that kind of addiction spirals into self-hatred and all the other things that we know as like body dysmorphia and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. obviously this is going to be like a cheesy like analogy, but like when you look at flowers, they're all beautiful, right? But they none of them, like every single flower doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I'm done. What I'm that was say, cheesy. That's what <laughs> it was cheesy as fuck. But <laughs> it's like when you look at like even... Once I got older, it's like other women don't make me jealous because when I look at them, I'm like, okay, well, they're like a certain kind of pretty because they don't look anything like me. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. a lot of people that look exactly the same as me. You know what I mean? So it's like we can't even compare because this this thing that we're doing and that we all fit this one beauty standard, that's not beauty. That's perfection. It's a standard for perfection. And this perfection has been determined by someone else. And obviously, like, white people, because these are Eurocentric beauty standards. That's very true. Honestly, like, I don't even understand, like, what people want or, like, what even I want when, like, you know, when, like, in those moments of insecurity. Because, like, the thing is, like, I've always thought of beauty, like, as face. Like, I think 
I was very different from other people growing up because I didn't really con- even consider my body. I always just like, I always just considered my face. And like now, since I think that I have a pretty face, I'm like, okay, well, I'm already beautiful. Like my body doesn't even matter because like I have a pretty face and like that carries me. I know that's very narcissistic, but like honestly, I don't care. But it's like, as we grow older, it's like we're faced more and more by like what other people's bodies look like. And like, obviously, like when I look into the mirror, I could be like, yeah I want a skinny waist or like yeah I want like a bigger ass and like that would make me even prettier but like that is it is correct of like that would be achieving perfection like if I wanted to achieve beauty like I already think I'm there like I already think I look great but like obviously when you're insecure like you're trying to achieve even more and Mm -hmm. more because you want to be like even more beautiful like the most beautiful because then you think like other people will like you better other people will pick you or like they'll just look at you and be jealous to be honest like Mm-hmm. even even when we say beauty standards it's like it's not a standard for beauty it's a standard yeah. for perfection and like it's just it's it's very confusing how we equate the two honestly i think this is like on a different tangent but i honestly think that the reason that i stopped thinking so much about beauty was because growing up like the idea of beauty was like very linear like it like this is how it is for most people it's being skinny and like, just being as thin as you can is, like, beautiful, especially in South Asian culture, like, where, like, a lot of aunties and uncles will always comment on weight. So if I wanted to actually focus on, like, becoming more beautiful, I would focus on weight, like, becoming skinnier, losing the weight. But, like, as I've gotten older, like, you start seeing other examples in media. Like, once I started seeing more people that, or more women specifically, that were muscular, it's like, well, now I have two different sets of beauty standards to to pick from. I don't have to just fit into one. So, like, even like I would say this a lot and would surprise people like oh you want to be more muscular like you want like biceps like you want arms like you want to work on that you don't want like abs or like an ass like yeah I think I do because as of right now I feel like it would be less toxic for me to focus on muscle building than it would be to lose weight because since I've been trying to look at weight for so long like there's so much toxicity already there and especially in social media and just like in my own mind so like picking something completely new and like something I don't see much of like not many people talk about I feel like it would be less toxic for me so like honestly yeah I feel like more people should look into like alternative versions of beauty like you know yeah, I think in general, like before we grew up and were, a, were left to our own devices, truly where we could recognize our own or left to ourselves and that we could recognize our own insecurities and how like the things we consume are just feeding them. And then we sought out like even I like sought out like accounts and stuff that were inspiring rather than made me feel insecure. So like mm-hmm. now I only follow people that inspire me, like unless you're doing something that's feeding my brain like then it's it's just pointless yeah to me, you know because I, um, I am also like a creative but in general when we're younger I think the reason why it's defined so rigidly as like this is quote-unquote beauty and this is ugly like I think the reason why we live in these binaries or like we're given these binaries is for profit oh 10 out of 10 because even in media, like, mm-hmm. it's, there's so many archetypes. Like, there's, it's never people in the middle. Like, even in TV shows, like, there's the pretty girl and then there's the ugly girl. There's no medium. People go to extremes. So it's not mm-hmm. surprising that, like, we've made binaries in our head and we're like, oh, we can only be one extreme or the another. We can't be in the middle. Because even people will, people will say, like, oh, if you're mm-hmm. in the middle, then you're still on one side. Like, if I was to say I'm completely average, people would say, no, you can't be average. You're either ugly or you're pretty. Like, there's no in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this is all to say, like, I know I keep repeating that, like, 
oh I'm so pretty but like that's also because I just can't even imagine calling someone ugly at this point in my life no even this whole topic was inspired like I flushed this out once one of my friends called a guy ugly like it wasn't even like her guy like <laughs> it was someone else's like man's right and that was like so crazy to me and it made me like go into the thought process of realizing that the way because I was like oh how could someone even say that because to me like I've n I don't look at people and think oh they're ugly and this isn't even based on a thing of like oh that's immoral to say like that's bad to say it just like doesn't even occur to me to think that even when people like or like guys approach me and I do, I'm not interested. It's always like, oh, I just don't think he's attractive. Or personally, he's just not my type. Like, that's always like my answer. I'm mm -hmm. never like, oh, he's so ugly. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. And once I start, like the trend that I've seen is that like all the the girls I know, or just even, even guys maybe, I'm just, this is just my experience. But like all the girls I know who go around calling other people ugly and other girls and guys ugly, they do that to themselves as well. Like, I think a lot of the reason why, like, I don't even question my own beauty. Like, I don't think, I, I don't wake up every day and go like, oh, like, I'm the most beautiful person or anything. It just, like, doesn't even occur to me to, like, think about myself and be like, am I ugly today? Like, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very reflective, like, the way you treat other people and measure their worth is very much the way you treat your own. Oh, that's very true. Mm -hmm. The way people would measure others worth in high school people continue to do this to this day is based on their grades right and like like mm -hmm. we were saying like people are so attached to their identities and what so then whenever their grades are failing they feel like their entire self-worth is going out the window yeah that's true and i don't mean to sound like all up to the and like um i'm such a moral person for like never thinking people are ugly it's just like there are so many things in this world to be insecure about like i just got past beauty and then like, there was a point where I was insecure about, like, my intelligence or even my personality. Like, why hold on to one thing when you can have everything, folks? <laughs> I think the reason why I don't think like that is because I've addressed it, like, internally. And that's the reason why I don't treat other people's or measure their worth based on how conventionally attractive they are. Like, I don't look mm -hmm. at people and the first thing I think isn't how beautiful they are, you know, or how perfect they are, I should say. Because once you start dwelling, once you stop dwelling on it for yourself, there's not really, like, yeah. any reason to dwell on it for others. Like, if I'm not thinking about my own beauty, then, like, why would I start thinking about others? Like, you know what I'm saying? Even when thinking about, like, my own friends who, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know them very well. Like, they never tell me anything. Like, one thing that I've realized is that, like, the reason I'm able to share with others is because I've, al I've held space for myself. And I've, um, I've addressed my vulnerabilities and insecurities. So, it's like you realize that the things you have, if you haven't done the self-work, there's a lot to be said. Like, if you haven't done the self-work, you you can't even do the same with others, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Like, the way you judge others, the way you interact with others, it's it has a lot to do with the way you, you operate inside. Yeah, that's true. Um, Going back to what Kavya said about, like, your friends calling people ugly, like, I think that's really interesting that, like, whenever girls break up with their boyfriends like the first thing that i've noticed people say is like oh he was so ugly anyway like you could do so much better like she can do better yeah why like literally why would that make her feel any better like now not only are you saying that her ex is ugly it's like 
how like i don't understand how that would make people feel better like thinking their ex is ugly like you were with him like you found value and you obviously thought he was attractive so why would your friend suddenly being like he's ugly ever help that's why whenever people say that i'm like you're making me so uncomfortable and i'm not even the girl like like what (laughs) no listen they won't even do it once you break up they'll straight up say it to you while you're with that person can speak from personal experience people would be like oh you can do so much better you can do so much better but guess what the second my ex-boyfriend glowed up while we were together everyone was like oh my gosh you guys are so cute together like i just hope you and like once we broke up like people were fucking devastated but while in the beginning of our relationship let me tell you bro kavya is literally selena (laughs) gomez and the guy was justin bieber like the way people still mention yeah. that like the people there, okay. there's there's a reason <laughs> life, why guy. it's because he glowed up because i remember in the beginning people like did not want us people when i say people like other girls were like oh you can do so much better and like they did not want us together like it has a direct correlation to do with the way he looked also like i just don't understand like the um like your friends having to find someone attractive for like you to date them like i honestly think like we'll be stuck single because like not only must you find people attractive like your friends do too like the amount of times that i've just like met girls and they're just like yeah like he was super cute but like i know my friends are gonna say he's ugly like and what about it like that whole joke about like he doesn't have a good photo to show your friends just show them any photo like for real (laughs) yeah (laughs) every single time every single time i've been shown a photo of a guy the girl's always like he looks better in person and i'm like girl i don't care like (laughs) i really don't care what this man looks like like (laughs) you have to justify it basically you don't have to justify how attractive he is to me because like Mm -hmm. he's attractive to you that should be enough (laughs) Mm -hmm. that should be enough but it doesn't seem to be like i honestly think that's like why so many people that are single are single because they're looking for like this mythical creature that like does not exist they're not looking for someone who's attractive they're fi- they're trying to find someone who's conventionally attractive because to me it's like someone could be attractive but yeah. doesn't mean like society like society wise they are attractive you know what i mean and that can be a hindrance yeah because so many people are like oh, i want to look good together like i want to be goals like if he's not attractive then like people will like side eye my relationship or like you know make fun of me I mean, there is something to be said that, like, you have friends who will call your boyfriend ugly. Yeah, that's out of pocket, bro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, the fact that people have the audacity to say that, say that to me, I'll kill you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is, like, it's just not happened. It just hasn't happened to me because I don't keep people like that around me, like, post high school. Like, I told you it happened to me in high school, but after that, like, nah. (laughs) It's a wrap. Yeah. But there's always that double standard that the girl is, like, they're always more attractive than the boy in the relationship. Like, I've, like, and whenever people see a relationship and the guy is more conventionally attractive than the girl, like, the whole world is just imploding. Is on flames. Yeah. Everyone is shaking in their boots, roasting the hell out of both people. Yeah. Like, suddenly people are willing to kill. Like, I don't know what it is. No, even though we say, like, girls are a certain way, I think that looks are a really big deal, like, to guys as well. Because, also, what are you, like, the way, like, men often can't open up to their friends, like, emotionally, like, what are you going to be like, yeah, she, like, she does this, and, like, her personality is like this, no, you're going to, you're going to talk about, like, the way she looks, or show, like, a picture of the way she looks, you know, I mean, this isn't, like, everyone, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you're going to be like, look, her face is amazing, she has a cute ass, like, that's literally, quote-unquote, what people yeah. say. Yeah, like, do you, do your homies give you the emotional space to talk about how much of a good person she is, and how much she makes you feel loved? Mm -hmm. often not (laughs) you know 
Yeah, and it's so weird because, like, the double standard is clearly there. Like, when the girl is more attractive, all the, like, everyone is like, oh, he must treat her, like, so well. A like, queen. Yeah. Yeah. He must be making everything up in personality. But let the guy mm-hmm. be more conventionally attractive. Now, suddenly, no one has anything to say. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. She could be treating him like a king. <laughs> Nothing no sim- one cares. <laughs> yeah. She could be paying his tuition. No one is paying attention, bro. Literally. Because she doesn't have a fat ass. <laughs> It's just wild. And honestly, like, yeah, we were, I've been coming for girls, like, this entire episode, but that's because I'm a girl. But, like, men are just as bad. Like, I was on TikTok. Yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> going to leave an episode without saying men are trash, okay? Yeah, without roasting the men in this, like. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I was on TikTok, and I, like, was watching this guy, and he does, like, roundtable talks with his friends. And he asked this question where, um... This girl is super cute, but she doesn't dress well. Would you still date her? And half the men in the group were literally like, it was more than half, honestly. It was like 80%. They were like, no, because she could be cute as hell. But if she dresses like a slob, then why should I date her? I was like, man, they do not, she has a cute they do face not and everything. She's, she's pretty, but she doesn't standards. dress well. And that's it. Like, dang. <laughs> so, so what it, this is, it goes back to like, perfection is expected from women. Like, I know men like to say like, oh, like, you guys don't take us seriously if we don't dress well, if we don't have the right hair. But, like, it is kind of tenfold for women. Men do have this issue, but it's, like, girls are expected mm-hmm. to be 100% all the time. It's all about privilege, really. Like, just because you have privilege doesn't mean you don't have the same issue. It's just the other person has the same issue except tenfold, mm-hmm. like you said. Because men can really get by on a cute face. You can really dress like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter. Just wear blue jeans and a white t-shirt sh- every you can, day. You can act like yeah, shit. Yeah, you can act like shit. You can <laughs> just be a shit person. Your personality is horrible. But, like, honestly, half the guys I yeah. know, it's like, if you're even mildly attractive, it's like, take 10 points off your personality. <laughs> I'm very sorry to say it. <laughs> but it's like, there's just so many double standards for a woman. Like, if she's super attractive, her personality is shit. Like, everyone's going to be like, yeah, she's a stuck-up bitch. Like, she's narcissistic. But then if she's super nice and she's attractive, everyone's like, oh, she's like a wallflower. Like, she's a Mary Sue. And I'm like, girl, what do you want from us? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the binaries. Like, you have to fall into one category or the other. I was watching this TED Talk, and it's called... I mean, this has a long name, but it's called Looks Aren't Everything. It's a TED Talk by Cameron Russell. It gives you... It's a very, like, basic overview of pretty privilege. So if you want to listen to it, like, you should. And she basically talks about her experience as a model and like profiting off of her looks and I don't know like I was thinking like I've thought about it myself in that like would I want to be in that position like would I want to profit off of my looks and of course like the of course there, there's something to be said because like it's not like I, this is like a viable option or something that I'm going down like I'm in college you know but at the same time like when I think about being consumed or like am in the position of being consumed my body image changes drastically like I was trying on mm-hmm. clothes like at a at a thrift store one time like and like before like that moment like the entire quarantine like there was the ignorance of being on my own terms right like I wasn't seeing anybody like I was wearing whatever I wanted to wear like just t-shirts day in day out but the second I went to try on new clothes it's like you're not trying on new clothes to walk around in your house you're trying on these clothes to be wearing out in public so when you're looking in the mirror one thing I notice is you're looking at yourself from like the public's eye you know, you're looking at yourself in the position of being consumed by someone else. And I feel like just that twists my body image so much that I can only imagine what it does to you when you're a model. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. I have like, 
I have so many thoughts on like beauty pageants and modeling in that like the thing about being a woman is that like you will be consumed no matter what and like we're bound to have insecurities because the thing about the world is like everyone preys on our insecurities for profit like that's why the whole beauty industry exists so if I'm gonna be insecure no matter what I would like to say that like oh yeah being in a beauty pageant or modeling and then at least profiting off my image and being consumed and like I'm gonna have the insecurities anyway so I might as well profit like I wish I could say that but honestly like I don't understand how people do beauty pageants and modeling without their insecurities like increasing tenfold I mean, they do. Like, if you can, honestly, like, you might as well. Because, no, you like, can't. Because you might as well like, <laughs> profit off of what you look like. But I don't know how that happens. I feel like I can say, and I've been saying whatever I wanted about, like, modeling in the sense that, like, it'll distort your body image. And, like, of all the things, like, you have so many things that are beautiful about you, like your brain. Why would you want to go, like, this route? You know what I mean? And, like, of course, it's, like, whenever someone like me says it, like, an average person, you know, it's, like, people are, like, oh, well, it's very easy for you to say it because, like, you're not in that position Mm -hmm. or, like, you're not, like, conventionally attractive in, like, the general population. Majority white spaces is what I'm trying to say, you know? So it's always, like, it's always, like, oh, you're just speaking from, like, a... You're conceptualizing it. But to hear it from, like, in that TED Talk, to hear it from an actual model who is explaining that, like, that there's so many downsides to being in it and there's so many better things that you can aspire to be when you are like growing up because I remember in middle school like all the like not all but like some of the pretty girls would be like yeah I want to be a model when I grow up and like I said like that's because they've attached so much identity to being Mm -hmm. pretty so that was really interesting it was an interesting take I also think it depends on like what spaces you're trying to enter and like the values that you hold like you know what I'm saying like if you if I was like someone that really cared about fashion and that I knew I knew modeling would get me into that space then like maybe the pros would outweigh the cons but like since I could give less fucks about anything it's like why would I enter such a toxic space like for what reward you know what I'm saying hmm yeah I mean there is the there is like people say like modeling in itself is like a creative thing to do like people do consider you a creative if you're a model but like i don't know Mm -hmm. it's like one of those jobs where like the normal the normal person like cannot even conceptualize that yeah it's hard for like the the general public to conceptualize like what we think is just getting paid to walk Mm -hmm. but like obviously there's so many more aspects to that job right Mm -hmm. like a physical trainer is not just like paid to help you exercise like they also like a model also has to keep themselves fit Mm -hmm. they have to represent the brand they're also like a brand ambassador at the same time and there's so many aspects to it but since we only see like we only see the pros like we only see the moments of fame we don't see the behind the scenes so like Mm -hmm. i cannot even begin to conceptualize like the work that would go into that like imagine because that's the that is the problem at the core is like i can't imagine conception like profiting off of my appearance because then i would have to keep up my appearance and mm-hmm. the amount of stress that would come from that is like unbelievable to me like i cannot imagine having to like exercise because i'm getting paid to look that way because mm-hmm. now i can't change like it's like the thing of like that's your identity now like you can't shift from it Mm -hmm. but you i mean you can also be it can also be said that your job is not your identity like a lot of people would not associate their job as their identity it's just something that they do and i think that once it becomes Mm -hmm. your actual body that those lines can get blurred and for me like it's always been really hard for me to like have 
it's not like respect like I understand that a lot of work goes into going into modeling and stuff it's just like I can't imagine not having like such distorted views of beauty and miss and like femininity and misogyny like I just feel like it's just so muddled because I can't imagine growing up and being like I want to be a model because I feel like when you grow up your entire life like when you're a kid growing up saying you want to be a model like I feel like a lot of that stems from like thinking that being beautiful is your thing Mm -hmm. and like I know I know that's not the case it's just like for me it's just like so confusing to understand because growing up like for I always wanted to do things that seemed so like that I was interested in that I like to think about you know like even now like I'm going into like public health because it's something like I love to speak about Mm mm-hmm Well, the thing about beauty standards, the thing about beauty standards and, like, what you're saying about, like, you don't even understand, like, how people could do that is because, like, none of this is rational. Like, I could sit here all day and, like, talk about, like, insecurity and, like, being beautiful and, like, blah, 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 and this and that. But the problem is that, like, no, like, even though I've said, like, 50,000 times this episode that I'm beautiful, like, that's not gonna stop me from, like, waking up tomorrow and being, like, you're ugly as shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, none of this is rational, like, I could look exactly the same, or I could look even better from five years ago, but, like, when insecurity hits, and, like, what these beauty standards are warping to be, like, as we go on in the future, like, nothing is gonna stop beauty standards from inflicting themselves onto us, like, you know what I'm saying? Even if I was to remove myself from media, like, people people always say that's the solution. People always like to say, like, if you get off of social media, if you delete social media, it'll be better for your mental health. And, like, you won't have to be faced with beauty standards. I definitely agree with that. But, like, also, like, the people around you that interact with you will still push that onto you. No, I agree. That would help, like, refraining from social media and stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. can say oh, I definitely so much think it about, would. like, yeah. my... I can say so much about how my self-worth and body image and stuff has improved as I only follow people who inspire me creatively and like stimulate my mind and stuff and I understand that like we can conceptualize anything but when the second that it actually affects our lives we're just sent off the deep end (laughs) you know and yeah yeah like I think more than modeling like beauty pageants is also another thing that has been so hard for me to understand in terms of like I know people will say, well, well, now, like, there's this component where you can, like, show off your accomplishments for five minutes. Like, you can talk about something you actually care about for five minutes. And, like, yes and no. You know what I mean? Like, I still feel like, like a majority of it is just profiting off of misogyny. Because even, like, when we talk about beauty pageants, what did you think of? You, you thought of a bunch of women. Or at least I did. I just thought of a bunch of women walking across the stage. And they all look very, very similar. The question, like, that I have is, like, do you think that people should be able to profit off of misogyny or not? Because the thing is, like, this is always something that I've thought about. Because, like, if I'm a woman and I'm going to face misogyny, like, should I be able to profit off of it? Or is that only keeping the misogyny in place? I think that's a thing that a lot of people struggle with, especially in terms of beauty pageants. Because people say, like, that's misogynistic like why would you want to take part i mean you can i mean you can and you can take part in it like i'm not about to be like yeah you can't do like what you want to do with your own body like that's not like the direction mm-hmm. i'm going in it's just like generally whenever i like think about like aspiring to be but do you also think like do you also think that like they hold responsibility and that like they're inflicting misogyny like on other people or that like they're keeping it in place by like being a part of a beauty page like that's just like do you think so or not 
no i feel like these systems will find a way to do something regardless let's say we get rid of beauty pageants like it'll find another way to manifest in some some form you know yeah honestly that's very true a lot of times like i just manage myself like i manage my own beauty standards and body image and all that but i don't expect others to be changing for me if that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's very true so talking about beauty standards like we haven't even touched on glow culture which i would argue is very prevalent yeah no basically the reason i wanted to talk about this is because it's such a big trend everywhere like Mm -hmm. it's been a trend for like the longest time and one thing to be noted is that we weren't ugly like we were just children yeah which is just it's just so crazy it's like kind of it's like kind of sad like looking back like I just remember in high school like all people talked about was like oh like I just I want to have a glow up like I want to glow up so bad like I know when I go to college I'll glow up or like everything along those lines or even like the social media trends when people show like them like from middle school like you are 12 like I don't know I could never look at like my 12 year old self and be like you were ugly like you glowed up like because no I was I was a child what I've noticed is that when people talk about like glow ups and stuff like they'll look at themselves when they were 10 years old and be like oh my god I look so fucking ugly like this is so cringe this is so like ew like disgusting and even though like oh like you're acting like that was a different person like 10 year old you was a different person that's still you and I feel like when you talk if you're you can talk to your younger self like that like would you actually say that to your younger self you wouldn't and would you actually say that to yourself right now like maybe you would if like that's the way you're talking about yourself you know it's just like imagine going up to a 10 year old and being like ugly (laughs) like what yeah like being like you're so ugly like that's disgusting like this and that like i just feel like it's just positive self-talk like i think like this is just it's so influential like the way you talk to yourself and the way you talk about others it's also so wild to me that like people can't make the exception for themselves like, even the thing that I said about, like, would you go up to a 10-year-old? Like, I'm sure if I told that to people, they'd be like, no, I would never say that to, like, a middle schooler or an elementary schooler. Then it's like, why can you say that about yourself? Like, people hold themselves to, like, a completely different standard than other people. Like, no, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so at all. I think that if you can say that to yourself, then you're probably saying that about others. Like, when you see children, you're like, oh, like, they're just going through an ugly phase or something instead they're they're actually just a oh child God, that's so horrible yeah yeah you know this all goes to say that if you don't celebrate yourself now you can't really celebrate yourself later and we've said this so many times but just to wrap it up the way you talk about others is often indicative of the way you view yourself if you guys have anything to say on the topic of beauty standard in terms of dating the concept of beauty anything you can definitely dm us yeah we're super interested to hear what you say this is obviously a touchy subject to many but it's a very interesting one too so hopefully you guys are reflecting (laughs) yeah you can follow us on spotify i think you can listen to us on apple Podcasts as well thank you so much for listening today bye guys this was coaches don't play